I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So glad you can join us here tonight on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, it's Friday night. As I always say, my second favorite night of the week. I like Thursdays the best because it's like the idea that Friday's going to be here tomorrow. So I really enjoy it. Jonathan, I mean, when it comes to weekends, all you do is... Workout. That's right. I don't really work out. Well, it's not work out. I ride my bike. Compete. Compete. (laughs) You've had some good competitions lately. Yeah, I've had some fun lately. Just riding my bike. Right? Having some good times. Like doing vertical Vertical, rides? Vertical (laughs) vertical rides. (laughs) How does that work? You carry the bike down? No, this is uh, me talking about, so in case I'm listening out there, I like to very uh, loosely compete on my bicycle. Right. So this past fall is a couple races that we... We're part of like the unpaved and the Iron Cross out in Central PA, and so I always text Audrey what kind of happened after the race because I Audrey, love it. I'm Audrey so likes proud. to know what we do, and so this is just my my passion. I've had it for the past twenty five years is, is riding my bicycle as as poorly as I do, but I'm always talking about vertical feet gained in a in a, in a in a course. So the Iron Cross course out in Williamsport had about sixty five hundred feet of elevation gain over sixty miles. So that's a that's a pretty steep course. Lots of big long climbs, and I love getting on my bike. And riding the hills and having a fun time and reporting back my mid-pack results. That's what keeps me fired up. And Pittsburgh's a great town for cycling. Well, how did you do? Yeah. Did you make us proud? Yeah, I did. Uh, well, on the unpaved, for some reason, I'm trying to figure out how I got like a seventh place finish in the 54-miler. And then in Iron Cross, I was like 39th, which was great for me. Because that so was do like you have the beginning to, like, of mid-pack. I so love mid So do you have to go like carry your bike down things? Some of them, yeah. You got to actually get off the bike and carry it up a hill or over an obstacle and then get back on your bike and start riding. It's a good mixture of like riding your bike on the road, on some trails, stuff you can't even ride on. It's a great way to be outdoors in Pennsylvania or any place for that matter and getting your lungs working, feeling your heart ticking, a sense of competition, thinking someone's behind you and trying to catch that person in front of you. It's I know, but time. like it's, you got to have strong upper Oh, yeah. Body. Everything. Yeah, you got to you got like just to do. see Pittsburgh get yeah. on a... Total health kick. Total health kick for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Well, Audrey, you've been on the the health kick because you're riding your Peloton like crazy. I you, am, but I'm not looking me, as you know, strong as you are. Well, it's, but it's not about that. It's about being active within the parameters that you can be active in, and and you don't have as much time, and so you got the, the the Peloton inside, which I think is fantastic, especially this time of year when it starts getting colder. Well, outside. I'm not interested in cycling on the road. Right, exactly. No, that I mean, doesn't interest me. Yeah. But you like the. I don't idea. want to deal with the car. But on the Peloton, technology has allowed you to compete. Oh my God, it's and, so great! And be indoors in the safety of the indoors, yeah. and, the comfort and have indoors. like the most amazing instructors, and exactly that are just at your fingertips. So for me, it's been great. Right, but I've been thinking about having like a healthy city. Yeah, like how do you? Some cities have done that exactly. They've well, really I think it starts together. with access to green spaces, making them close by for everyone to but get like, out. But like no, like even creating a goal, creating a goal overall, and then have people flow up into that right. goal and like have everyone's BMI drop right. I remember many years ago, there was like this little cycling competition where they had like the Pittsburgh region people 
like log their miles and we were we went back and forth between cleveland oh wow and one year we won and one year they won but it was this idea that yeah kind of as, as a collective like region you would join in on this thing and then you would you know honestly log how many miles you rode that week and they would tally up the miles and it's i would like love that yeah oh because you're so you're so like 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 competitive i know i'm so competitive (laughs) you'd be like i'm gonna kick this in the teeth (laughs) well i want us to be that competitive i want people to know that absolutely we're a city that our bmi yeah our average bmi is x or whatever (laughs) you know and it reduces diabetes it reduces the likelihood of heart condition increases happiness yeah i'm at my happiest when i'm riding my bike right Right. It makes you feel good. So, so my point is, wouldn't it be cool if we could sort of rally that? Yeah, and have a tech angle behind it. Well, I know the all. tech community could rally around Yeah, it. it's a good call to action. What Have would you, you call this? Like the Pittsburgh rallying cry for like Pittsburgh fit, right? Something like that. Like the idea that like. Well, there are people doing interesting things around fitness and trying to make it accessible, et definitely, cetera. Definitely. But part of it is it's really, how long does it take a behavior to occur? Is it like gotta be at least like 30 days right yeah. where it sticks yeah where it sticks well i noticed this in you right? so when you when you started doing the peloton it was great you're like hey i'm getting back on the peloton you want to get back in shape and then you, you're on it a couple times a week and then you started t- i knew something was happening because i think you were about a month into it mm-hmm. and you're saying man i got to get home and ride the peloton like, I know. You, you were feeling compelled right. and you were going to miss if you couldn't get on the and i'm like that's when i know that like, right you, you like gotta, i have to do right. it even if it's a 15 minute high intensity exactly. ride exactly just to do i it. have to do it Exactly. So I'm that, at that point. I'm on my 11th week. That's awesome. Streak. Nice. So, that's great. 69 rides in. So I'm to the point in my life now where I've been riding my bicycle, like thinking about it 24 seven for 23, 24 oh years. Oh my gosh. And so yeah, it's just I can't stop. It's just you have to do it. And well, how it do we good. create that culture? I don't know. It's it's a whole. It's it's it's, it's a letting people know that it's okay to feel a little bit of pain. The exercise is it's okay feel that's little, what i learned on the peloton right it's gonna hurt and that's cool no, the, the instructors yeah. are like don't stop man right push through it I've whereas learned... if it was just myself i'd be like exactly doing it. i've learned many things doing like ultra mountain bike races when you're riding your mountain bike for 100 miles over the course of like seven eight hours there are times you're gonna feel absolutely miserable like you think you're dying but you're not dying that's you're what just, they say i have the greatest just, instructor you're just uncomfortable for right. a while like your body can go pretty far before right. you're actually gonna like die so I'm saying push your limits a little bit. Be safe, but push them, and you'll realize you can you can do a lot. Maybe I, it is outer limits. Outer limits. I, I think it's one of the things that applies into work. You realize that you can do an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You do some physical activity that, that that you think is strenuous and tough, and you do it, and it gives you confidence. And it gives you confidence in work. It gives you confidence with your family and yourself. So Pittsburgh should be more fit. I like your I think call that, to action. I just Audrey. think it should just be more fit, particularly you as this. you go into the darkness of winter where it's exactly. really easy. Getting to that point. Not to. So, do you know what I'm going to sign up for? What is Zwift? It's this cool app, and it hooks up to your trainer, and it actually puts you on courses, and it simulates all the different things you got to do. Oh, and, we have that yeah, on, on it, the Peloton. It's, it's really, right. and it connects you with a community of folks. You can race against Same. people. We yeah. can go on certain courses. Mm-hmm. So, it definitely it gives you that competitive factor that you're looking Damn, for. I have to have that. Yeah, and, and well, right now I'm just competing against myself. That's what it's all about. That's all you need sometimes, just seeing what you did one time and seeing if you can better it the next time. Absolutely. So, so that's, that's my awesome. motto. That's what people have, have New Year's <clears throat> resolutions. I'm saying, what could we do? Maybe we just need to start the tech council. We have a lot of people who are active. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we should, have a lot of people who are active. We start with the tech council and we spider it out from right. there. And maybe we write about it and talk about what it's done for each of us. We should do that. Sure. Sounds like a plan.
You'll be on the Peloton. I'll be on my Zwift. <coughs> and, of course, I'll still ride outside, too, just because. You will. Yeah. Well, you'll ride. In the, and so what do you, you know, I think uh, we may see some scooter activity in Pittsburgh, right? Know, That'll be sort of interesting. Well too. So there's all types of crazy stuff I going think it's on. great. Yeah. So we have a great show. We do, Audrey. Tonight's show Don't is, go away. It's just super fantastic. Action-packed, full of great tech stuff happening here in Pittsburgh. Keep listening. Find out what's making Pittsburgh tick these days. That's what we do here on Tech Vibe Radio. So we'll be right back at this quick break. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. We'll be right back at this quick break. So you know what, Audrey? What I love most about doing Tech Vibe Radio is... Seeing old friends. Exactly hey, right. I said You're it like first. reading my mind, man. I said it first. Oh, man. That's what we have in the studio with us today. We have Petra Mitchell, who leads up Catalyst Connection, very important organization that really does so much great work to help manufacturers in southwestern Pennsylvania. As we know... We love manufacturers here. They are it, it, it is like the lifeblood of our region, and there's so much tech and manufacturing that comes together. It's like peanut butter and jelly. So, Petra, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We do appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. So give us the quick elevator pitch about, about Catalyst. Tell our listeners about Catalyst Connection and some of the good work that you guys do. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. So Catalyst Connection is an economic development organization. We focus on serving our region's small and medium-sized manufacturers, with the idea of providing them with technical assistance, management consulting, workforce development services. And as individual companies grow and improve, collectively they impact the regional economy. And, of course, we're all about uh, job creation and helping um, everyone in the community succeed in manufacturing. That's what it's all about. So you recently undertook a manufacturing employment demand um, study. Why did you do that, and what what are some of the findings? Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Audrey. So as I just mentioned, we're an economic development organization, and we want to help create jobs. And what we're finding is that the lack of a skilled workforce is really impacting our ability to achieve that mission. At the same time, we continue to see headlines about manufacturing that aren't always positive. So we hear things like, over the long-term trends, manufacturing jobs are down, We occasionally hear about plant closings and other types of job losses and so forth. So we really wanted to change the narrative. We wanted to find out exactly how many jobs are out there, who has these jobs, what kind of jobs are they, and so forth, so that we could talk about the opportunities that are available and the growth in manufacturing instead of talking about decline. Right. I mean, so many small manufacturers that I've come across that are members of the Tech Council, and I know also work with Catalyst Connection, they're in hiring mode there because a lot of their staff is starting to retire now, and they have lots of orders and they have lots of future business, and they need, they need to actually replace these highly skilled positions, and they don't have the people to do it. That's absolutely true. And, and again, you know, that's what the study confirmed, that there are literally thousands of open jobs in manufacturing as we speak. In southwestern Pennsylvania? In southwestern Pennsylvania, across all counties of the region. And I'll have to say those jobs are almost equally split among entry level, okay. which really don't require, there's not a big barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. So um, a person that with the desire to work, Basic employability skills, basic mechanical skills can generally walk off the street and get one of these jobs. And then uh, a third in the middle skilled jobs, which are very highly uh, sought after machinists, welders, and similar type roles. And then the advanced uh, professional jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, the beautiful thing about manufacturing is that once you start in an entry level, employers will train you. They'll help you to right. develop, and you can quickly 
quickly move into a skilled position to replace some of these retirees and, and others exactly, that right. you just mentioned. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So with all these thousands of jobs, all this transformation and advanced manufacturing that you're probably seeing proliferate around southwestern Pennsylvania, additive manufacturing, 3D, et cetera, are you seeing an influx of technical skills that are required? Well, we are. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up, Audrey, because um, – one of the key elements of the study was to actually find out what manufacturers are doing and thinking relative mm-hmm. to new technology. And just about everyone is investing in some type of new technology with uh, integrated systems, let's say like ERP, CRM being at the top of the list, but also robotics and automation, 3D right. printing, all those kinds of things. Almost all of the respondents said that hiring will either grow or at a minimum remain the same as a result of these investments, mm. Mm. yeah, uh, which is contrary to right. what we sometimes hear, that right. technology is going to replace workers. Exactly. Yeah, we know differently. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we want to change that headline as well. Right. And, and yes, of course, associated with those positions are the opportunity to advance our skills, uh, but also the opportunity to advance our wages and our opportunities for professional right. development. Yeah. It's reminding our listeners, we're talking to Petra Mitchell of Catalyst Connection, but Catalyst Connection Org. Can we find the study on your site there if we want to go nerd out on some of the high-level uh, findings? The whole study is on our website. Oh, excellent. Absolutely. Good. And we can yes, share it. can That's share great. it and download it. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, we're, we're reaching out to job seekers of all levels. And, uh, again, minimal barriers to entry. And we have another site uh, strictly to help job seekers find the resources they need. Gotcha called makingyourfuture.org. Makingyourfuture.org. Mm-hmm. So what if you're someone out there and you, you're looking for a career change? Maybe you're mid-level career and you're feeling like you're at, at an end point and you want to flip over to one of these new opportunities. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you can do? Is it? Can, can you take... I think you absolutely can do that. I mean, you have to think about how do you transfer those skills and right. there are tools and resources available, uh, available out there to help you do that. Uh, we're available to help uh, job seekers do that. And, um, you know, there's lots of training opportunities as well. So those can be done on the job. There are on-the-job training opportunities as well as, you know, more traditional classroom-type training. And a lot of those resources as well are available on our website. So are you seeing any kind of gravitational pull that manufacturers are staying here, coming here? Is there any of those? Are there any of those findings, both anecdotal and in your report? Yes, those findings are absolutely in our report. So uh, that was a, a key finding in terms of what is the impact of the skilled worker shortage mm-hmm. on your company. Almost all of the respondents said they were committed to this region. Really? Yes. Very few saying things like we asked them questions about uh, outsourcing, about moving their company, right. closing their doors, shutting down. Almost no one is planning to do that. The impacts of the skilled worker shortage are more at the other end. They're costing companies money. So money in terms right. of additional you know, overtime costs, um, turnover. There's lots of uh, hiring practices that uh, they're having to screen a lot of candidates. That takes, you know, costs a lot of money. And all of this is leading to limited growth and profitability in these manufacturers. So I think there's a tremendous opportunity for employers to also take on continuous improvement initiatives, and I think a return on that investment will be very easy to determine. Probably a lot of opportunity for women, right? Are you seeing some gender opportunities in places where 
Perhaps yes. women have not been able to punch through. And, you know, women are underrepresented in manufacturing right. jobs. And I think a lot of that is is perhaps perception, uh, perhaps in our culture, perhaps there's views of manufacturing uh, that aren't conducive to the kinds of things women like to do. And that is absolutely untrue. Right. Uh, there's many, many opportunities uh, for women of all skill levels and... Um, uh, you know, I w- I'm a woman in manufacturing, and I would definitely right. encourage others exactly. yeah. in the same way. And also mm-hmm. we need to, we have about a minute or so left, also need to encourage, you know, children as they're going through school to realize that manufacturing is a very viable career path I know. as yeah. far as that goes, because it's some exciting opportunities there. And, you know, children and parents uh, were definitely a key audience for the study because we asked a lot of questions about future projections. I talked mm-hmm. about the impact of technology talked about the impact of retirees, the impact of business growth. All of these are going to create a lot of opportunities for our region's young people. Without a doubt. So Petra Mitchell from Catalyst Connection talking about the Manufacturing Employment Demand Study. Go to catalystconnection.org and check it out. Really fascinating reading. Good stuff to know. We've got some great job opportunities, and I mean, these are this is our this is the the bedrock of PA. And there's a lot it's of information out there in yeah. Catalyst Connection. So yeah, this is just one piece of just one piece of all but, that they uh, do. You know, a very important piece, right. and um, like I said, we hope you'll help us spread the word and uh, job seekers Absolutely. go get those jobs. That's what it's all <laughs> great. about. Thank you for your leadership. Appreciate it, Petra. It's good stuff. Hey, we're taking a quick break, Audrey. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio, I absolutely swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And the last time I checked, Audrey, we are with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We love helping tech companies succeed. Since 1983, we've been making this happen. It's been 35 years. I don't know where the time is going. It's crazy, but we have so much fun doing it. We're super passionate about it. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Oh, my goodness, Audrey. A Friday night. Love it, man. I Tech do. Vibe, we have way too much fun. I, I have a I have a crazy feeling about our next guest. I do too. Yeah, we've kind of gotten to know him a little bit before I going know on there. We have. Yeah. He's like a man of many dimensions. A man of many dimensions. <laughs> many dimensions. <laughs> wow, you're really building this one up, Audrey. So I like this. here we are. We have John Jenkins yeah. of Integrated Staffing Solution, who is recruiting for. Lots of interesting positions. That's right. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Including CNC operators and skilled trades. 40, uh, 40 welder openings right out of 40 the 40 right now. Oh, at least. See, and this, that's just for one firm. See, this has been a thought of mine. Wow. I've, I've thought about another five years. I'm just going to like quit the tech council, right? Oh, God. Yeah, I will. I'm going to cry. It'll be, it'll be okay. You'll send me, give me a nice party. You'll be like, thank God, cursing's finally gone. And I want to learn to weld. I'll be dead by then. I want to learn to weld, and I'm going to get a job welding something cool. Well, that's great, because one of our clients, the one who needs the 40 welders. Yeah. and They can't wait five years, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I'm, if I'm it goes that long, I'm that's guaranteeing great. another five years. Then you have found yeah. your niche, man. It'll be, it'll be tw- it'll you be found tw- that perfect position. Exactly. Something where you go in smiling every single day. It's making sparks. That's the you kind of connection. Smi- we I like thought to make. you come in now smiling. I always come in smiling. I love my job. Are you kidding me? Look at me now. Wall to wall smiles. If you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. That's exactly. right. That's you're how looking I for feel. that job that you're going to love. Exactly. I know. You go I'm, to isgwork.com. That's our website. That's great. And uh, that'll have a complete list of all the job openings. You can apply with us. You can talk to one of our recruiters, including myself. And we can see what we can do about getting so you squared away. So you are a not a welder. Just put me on the waiting no. list. You are not a CNC operator. <laughs> but what? by no means am I a welder or a CNC uh, operator. But you I know where this is are going. a recruiter. Yes. And you're always out there on the hunt looking for people. Yes, I am. <laughs> I know enough about machining and welding to be dangerous. 
Okay, <laughs> but we won't give you any of the tools. Yes, please. Keep but those you away. do other things that we heard about. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, we do. So you got another gig or life that's outside of your day to day. That's true. Um, that's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> To quote the Moody Blues, I am a singer in a rock and roll band. Oh, there you go. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> this is where the so wheels come So you off. are a singer. Uh, yes, I do sing. So is there something that you could just tease ba- us with? A couple bars. Just a couple of bars. I can see very well. There's a boat on a reef with a broken back. And I can see it very well. That's a little Elton John. Not too Whoa! shabby. I, think I was playing the piano she for him. She was playing it very well. She was, she was banging <laughs> that's the that's piano. That's the first there. air piano I've ever seen. Air piano. <laughs> Other than John air... Candy. Yeah. And John Candy, right. That's right. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So man. that's great. So music lifts your spirits. Yeah. It's it's something that we do, and uh, I think we're doing pretty well. We had that's... to do that just because we love musicians. We wow. like people with I know, and because so. you have I'm perspective. I'm just a singer, man. I wouldn't say I'm a musician. Oh, nah, that's 100% cool. <laughs> but you have perspective, and music. Yeah. Well said. And that matters. Exactly. And that totally matters. Exactly. So we are listening to John Jenkins of Integrative Staffing Solutions, Absolutely. who also is a singer. Yes. And also did a... <laughs> Quite a few nice bars yeah. of Madman Across the Water by Thank you. John. But I appreciate that. That brought some joy into us, hopefully the rest of you. You made Audrey's But come name. on, what kind of recruiter comes around and also sings? I know. He's the singing recruiter. Doesn't happen He's the a lot. singing Doesn't recruiter. Doesn't happen very much. <laughs> so I'm really, cu- I'm really curious to learn more about these positions because we often think about people being recruited for web development jobs, for you know all types of database development. People don't realize there's some super crazy hard jobs to do around welding, around CNC machining, and there's such demand for them right now. Yeah, and even the maintenance of those tools of those that tools, these tradesmen right. use, a lot of people don't really understand what it goes to make a car door. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we it's take not it just for the engineers and the papers and the robots. Right. There's actually human hands involved that put this stuff together that are doing these weldings, they're doing the... Uh, the designs, the press operations to form this exactly. metal correctly, all that takes skill. And you're saying so there's literally hundreds of positions that are open in the tri-state area that you're always that you're trying to fill on a regular basis. That's correct. Uh, right now, as uh, we discussed earlier, there's uh, 40 welder openings in our exactly. The client is running a situation where they are actually training their own welders okay. from start to finish. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a free education. Oh, that's great. You More, learn to weld, they put you on the job. Right. right, and something like that through a trade school may cost around $12,000. Easily. Right, These right. guys are inviting people with a mechanical uh, know-how or right. ability to come in and take these courses. They have a desire to want to do processes. this. They have a desire to want to do this. The right. basic aptitude behind it, and then they actually teach them the skills. Now, if they go through the course and they give them a job, they got to stay there for at least a year. I would have to assume in order to kind that of that would be the, yeah. not, that would be nice. Nice, right? Um, but uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a, a matter of making sure that this person has their processes down. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, they can obviously probably seek out other opportunities, but. Their process is select for their own needs. It's not like you can take everything that you learned there and be successful down the road doing a completely different welding process. There's like eight different welding processes. These guys do one. Exactly. So 
you know, it's still important to expand on your education when you have the opportunity. But if you're looking to make a career change and you got some mechanical sense about you, that might be the move. That's Jonathan. I'm saying I've, <laughs> I've always wanted to learn to weld. I always thought it'd be so cool. Really? I've, always, I've always wanted to put in my own floor pans in my Beatles. Yes. Cut them out and just right. run a nice, nice weld all the way down there. You just old school gas welding too. Exactly. I'm just saying it'd be kind of cool. I, I'm kind of with you there. It makes me jealous. <laughs> I'm a little envious when I see a welder's finished work that, yeah. and some of this stuff is just beautiful. So I have a bicycle frame. I have many bicycles. One of the frames handmade for me mm-hmm. he sent me the frame i didn't want it painted because i wanted to see the welds right and all the beautiful yeah. work and i just clear coated the frame so you could see the welds that's how much nice. i'm like cause it's artwork to yeah me. that's how i'm saying I yeah think, it's, I think it's definitely awesome. a skilled trade to say the least yeah. um, and you know not only with the manufacturing but i mean even when it comes down to construction i mean we've got openings for spread sprinkler fitters Really? Something okay. that you don't really realize. Right. All these buildings that are being you built. absolutely need it. You know? Exactly. A fire starts and your sprinkler system works, you can thank this guy. Exactly. You know, because mm-hmm. he just saved your entire building and everybody inside. So, John, in case our listeners are just tuning in now, where can they go and learn more about these positions? What's your website? It's isgwork.com. Okay. Uh, as, a, you know, we stated earlier, you can register there. Yeah. You can talk to one of our recruiters. And you'll have access to all the job openings we have available anywhere at any given time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, CNC, CNC operators, mm-hmm. so much math goes on in a position like that. Yeah. On, oh, on well, a geometric and calculus level. There goes, there level. goes yeah. Jonathan. Exactly. Absolutely. That's why I like the math. welding idea I've been talking about, Audrey. Be the welder. <laughs> yeah, because Jonathan. Still got to know your fractions. I know. I, know. I can do know. fractions. I can do fractions. Then I think you're going to be just fine. Half of a half. Yeah. A quarter. And all it takes yeah. is practice. <laughs> 2,000 hours on any uh, instrument or machine should. 2,000 hours? Well, yeah, that's what my guitar teacher said when I decided to move away from a string <laughs> instrument. 2,000 hours to be uh, uh, proficient in this instrument or any instrument. And I was like, okay, back to the microphone. Back to the microphone. I can talk all day long. Yeah, <laughs> I can sing all day singing. long, too. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's, that's impressive. Impressive. So I'm, I just think it's really cool that the fact that, hey, there's these positions that are out there. They're good-paying positions. They require a solid head on your shoulders. They need to be filled. We've got companies that need these people yeah. starting. You're there to fill them. So it must be a lot of fun coming to work every day, making these connections, being able to line the talent up for the company so the companies can grow, that's, and then also providing livelihoods for the people at the same that's time. That's the reason why we do it. it right. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. The paycheck's nice, but... Ultimately, if you don't enjoy right. what you're doing, of course, no. I know. You, you, no matter what they pay you, you're going to be completely miserable. Well, I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> I, Let's just see. Add another zero there, and maybe I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Add another three zeros. I'm your girl. Exactly. Whatever you want. <laughs> but you know, you get to the point where you come into work to see what's going to happen. And it's going to be fun. We're going to get people connected. We're going to make those connections, and uh, they're going to work out. And that's the attitude you go in with every day. Uh, I look forward to coming to work every day. And it's a very, very uh, fortunate situation for me. Very much. Very much so. That's, that's just, great. Love your attitude. Absolutely, man. That's why and I'm so really. So people want to know more. Of course. Go to the website. Website, isgwork.com. Take a visit and uh, give us a call. You going to sing us any more uh, Elton John? <laughs> and who's your band? Tell us about your band. I mean, where are you playing? Oh, thanks. Like, yeah. Think um, about it's like the it's our band. November right now. Where, <laughs> right? Where, where are you playing next? Well, it's uh, the biggest party night of the year is the day before Thanksgiving, and gotcha. we're playing at the uh, Beaver Valley Sportsman's Club. Okay. My band is Sundog, 
and uh, you can take a look at our. Are Facebook you on Facebook? Page. Yes, we are. Yeah, we so are on look Facebook. It up. No, I think that's awesome. So, okay, yeah. looking it on Facebook right now. Aw, Sundog. Audrey's checking it out. Give us the stats. I love Audrey. that. I love someone who's just got a wide range of interest and interest passions. And, and, yeah, I love that. And can sing Elton John on command <laughs> when Audrey puts him right on the spot. Love, so. And a song that I really love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is right there. You hit it. See? See? Perfect, man. I there you are. It. He's hey. telling me. Okay, Sundog Musician Band live right here. John Jenkins of Integrative Staffing Solutions recruiting for... CNC operators and skilled trades. Good stuff. All He's around. having fun all the time. <laughs> yes, so glad that you could join us. No, it's so much fun talking with you, John, learning about what you do and how you do it. It's a pleasure. And all the opportunities here. there. Great, great. Thank stuff. you so much for having us. Absolutely. Hey, Audrey, we're coming back after this quick break. Just reminding everyone, the Pittsburgh Technology Council, we've been around for 35 years helping tech companies and manufacturers, all types, succeed. No matter what it is, visibility, finding the right talent, business development, and, of course, stopping by shows like Tech Vibe Radio, being in our magazines like TEQ, you get some good positive visibility. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you're spending your Friday night with us here on Tech Vibe Radio. It is time well invested. Bring some great guests on the show every Friday, you know what? Eaton. It's one of those names you see, and you don't realize just how massive they are and how they're everywhere, and they're doing some really great work around crazy areas. And tonight, we get to nerd out on that a little bit tonight. I'm excited about this. I worked with Eaton when I was at Maya Design. You did? Yep. We did a home heartbeat. A home heartbeat back in the day. Back in the day. Huh. Thinking about how to get information out of buildings. Interesting. Well, tonight we're talking about micro. Twelve years ago. Twelve so years now ago. I'm excited. Yeah, we're I'm talking excited. about micro. We have John White, yes, director of marketing at Eaton's Electrical Engineering Services and Systems Division. That sounds mighty fancy. You need like three lines indeed. on your card for that to all. <laughs> you really do. I'm yeah. very impressed. Everybody has long titles. All right. Well, let's let this guy have yeah. have his uh, voice here. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have you here. We're glad to have you here. What, give us a little bit of overview of you sure. and of Eaton. Sure. So uh, as you said, my name's John White. I'm the Director of Marketing for Engineering Services Organization. I'm actually a hometown product here. Uh, I was born and raised in Carrick. A, uh, Carrick! Carrick. Carrick my, High Graduate my, Carrick High School. My people yeah. come from Carrick. Yeah. They went from the south side slopes up into Carrick. <laughs> so Carrick, yeah. that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Studied uh, engineering at uh, Penn State University. Excellent. Nice. And uh, left proud. the area Family for a little while. Family was proud. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, left the area for a little while mm-hmm. to uh, to find employment in Baltimore. Came back about 21 years ago okay. to Cranberry Township, where I, I currently live. Excellent. Raised our family there. Wow. And uh, so two of them are off in college now. In fact, one is at the University of Pittsburgh. So we have the Pitt and Penn State program Ooh. going on. Oh, nice. that's yeah. nice. Ooh, that was a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. That's awesome. Yeah. And one one last one in high school. So Fantastic. Wow, that's great. Yep. So let's talk about microgrids. Let's just sort of jump right in and talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit of background on it's it's kind of interesting when you when you kind of step back and look at the power grid and where it's going. It scares me. It's, it shouldn't. It's go, there's some great things. Well, it's getting up. better, but when you look at just yeah. how it's so centralized yeah, yeah. and it's easy for it to go down and, and you it don't has like gone that, down. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But there is so much new technology coming coming out our way. Right. If you if you compare it to the the communication industry, like cell phones, for instance. Okay. And you hold up a, a, an iPhone right now. Alexander Graham Bell comes back. Would he even recognize what that is? No. He would not. No idea. Doesn't he even might. Look like, he was sort of progressive. Like a phone. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wait, not, wait, it's wait, not wait, even a phone anymore. Wait, Most of it's used it for communication. Was it a phone? You didn't even dial, right? No. You when had to just talk to an operator. You just yeah. picked it Absolutely. up, right? Right. Huh. But- if Edison or Westinghouse, and as you all know, Westinghouse was here in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Right. If he came back today, he may very well recognize a lot of the stuff that's in the grid today. Really? Because to your point, centralized yeah. station, AC power, originated here in Pittsburgh. First plant was in Niagara Falls, exactly. hydro, right? Exactly. And a lot of that stuff. So nothing's is changed. Well, lots has changed, but not nearly as far as the t- telecommunications industry. Wow! And we think that we're on the beginning edge of some really? of that stuff changing. It's in a changing big way. of having Westinghouse Absolutely. return and not recognizing a thing. We hope he doesn't. Yes. <laughs> what is this? Wow! Well, return or recognize things. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you don't want him back? Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, so you gave us the background. That's very, very cool. And so, you know, give us a lesson about microgrid. Yeah, so so there's really three big things that are happening that are that are transforming things and, and making microgrid a viable alternative. So there's the decarbonization. We're seeing that locally here right now, right? So there's been an announcement you know, about nuclear, the nuclear plant in Beaver County and the coal-fired power plants. So decarbonization is right. a big thing. Absolutely. There's also emerging, globally, there's emerging markets where, you know, communities that don't have power right now are starting to look at how they power their facilities, their operations, their homes, those kind of things. And the third one is really resiliency. And resiliency is kind of the key word yeah. That's days. the thing I get most that, concerned about. In our about. world, yeah. Yeah. in the data yeah. world, that's called backup. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Triple backup. That's called redundancy. Yeah. And we Weird. all expect our power to be on at I all know. times, right? I know. I know. But there have been incidences over the last decade where that hasn't been the case. Absolutely. Like and, rolling power outages. Yeah. And there's two big events that, that we've seen, right? So 15 years ago, almost to, to the day, we had the blackout in the Northeast. Right. Right. Is that exactly. what it was? 15? 15 years. And so there were like 15 million people. 50 million, 50 million people were impacted. Yes, some wow. for for some some period of time. Tree like, fell down on wires in Ohio, and a right. whole series of very <laughs> See, unfortunate events happened. That's why what I said I get freaked out. That's yeah. why I get freaked out. But the more current ones are really the weather systems that are happening, right? So just a few within the last month, we had Hurricane Florence. Last year, we had Hurricane Maria I, in Puerto Rico, where there's a lot of talk about microgrid being part of the solution. I've read that. Yeah. Right. And so those types of things are, are happening. So so one of the big differences is reliability versus resiliency. Right. And sometimes people get those things confused. Yeah. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just want it on, I just right? want it on. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I so, just want so, it on. So by and large, our grid is reliable. Right. But, but it's, it's when we have those events, one tree, that wow. it's not resilient, and that's what people are looking for these days. And I also look at it from a, a cybersecurity standpoint, where it's, you take one, someone hacks one power station, and they can start taking down big chunks of the grid. And so, with a microgrid, I mean, when you have small, small generation facilities all over, or just coming out of your own home to produce your own power. You just decentralize it. Is that it, where we're going to go? We're going to go to total decentralization? I don't think we'll go to total decentralization, but it, there will certainly be an element over the next 10 years where okay. we evolve to combinations of centralized power, power right. distribution, which is what we've been doing for a long time. Gotcha. And at the same time, the 
the investment and increased uptick in, in microgrid and in, in distributed energy resources for that matter. Definitely. Yeah. So what are some of the key technologies that are going to drive this this forward? Yeah, so there, there's a few things, and, and it's really interesting being here in Pittsburgh, and we'll talk a little bit about the summit that we had, I mm-hmm. hope, yes, uh, please. You know, later on. Absolutely. But, but one of the things, a couple of things that are happening, natural gas is plentiful, right? And we're here on the second most natural gas in, in, in the yeah. country. Last Isn't four it years. in the world? One of the top it, in the world? It, it may be. My, yeah. Yeah, I, it's huge. I, yeah, it's a it, lot of gas. It's like, a lot of gas. I like claiming the it's world. It's a lot of gas. I, I like that too. <laughs> yeah, so we have all this abundant natural gas here in Pennsylvania. We also have technology providers like Eaton and Westinghouse mm-hmm. from a nuclear standpoint, and they're looking at doing some things on a smaller scale basis. And we also have companies like Mitsubishi, which also traces some of its background back to Westinghouse, which sure. incidentally, Eaton traces its roots Back to Westinghouse as well, right? That's so this it. Okay. was a well. Yeah. Actually, this yeah. is the best part yeah. of innovation. Yeah, is when you see these kinds of um, tree growths. Yeah, absolutely. That occur, that emanate, right? So we have we have technology providers in the area. We also have universities that are involved in power. So right. you know, we had collaborated, and we we continue to collaborate with the University of Pittsburgh, Dr. Greg Reed. There, we've had him on awesome. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 the great All institute, about the yeah. DC yeah. power. So man. Yeah. Tremendous amount of innovation going on oh, there. Totally. You mentioned cybersecurity. Cybersecurity mm-hmm. at, at CMU, one of the foremost you know mm-hmm. authorities on that. So there's a lot of things happening in in the technology. We are developing microgrid controllers. This is the brains, really, of how right. you take a number of distributed resources, solar, battery storage, which is really the holy grail of, yeah, of it's electricity. storing that energy. Right? Storing that energy. Mm-hmm. And then distributed resources like natural gas-driven generators that would be on site. And you combine those things and you, you network them together and you have to control and manage how that power is distributed safely, efficiently, reliably. And that's really where our technology comes into play. So we make a microgrid controller. We engineer the systems to put all that stuff together. And we also, because we're the, the leader in power distribution equipment, all of those pieces of equipment also have power distribution to connect the, the, the electricity essentially to one another. The controller itself manages how that power is, is, is flowing, whether you're utilizing the PV solar, whether you're utilizing the battery, or in fact, sometimes you're charging the battery with solar or you're charging it through right, the utility, right? right? Gotcha. right. So at night, you may charge the batteries through the utility and use it during the day when power's less plentiful and more expensive. So, so cool. Hey, we are talking to John White from Eaton, and you've recently had a, a cool demo of some of this stuff. Tell us about that. We have. So so a couple things. We, um, we have a very unique facility in Warrendale, Pennsylvania, our Power Systems Experience Center. We employ about 90 people there, but we actually use it as an active demonstration. So... We provide and, and demonstrate almost all the equipment that Eaton manufactures. But in particular, we have an active microgrid. So we've invested in a microgrid ourselves to demonstrate to our customers from around yeah. the country and sometimes you can around see the how world. It works. See how it works. Right, right up you know, a lot of people talk about this stuff, but no one ever shows how it's it works. It's one thing seeing on a PowerPoint, right? Yeah, you bet. <laughs> seeing you on bet. a web page, but actually watching energy being produced and how it happens yeah. all in front of you is really powerful stuff. And I just left that place to come here. And we just installed and invested in supercapacitors in that in that facilities as, as well. So that kind of sounds like a cool term, right? I would like to have a supercapacitor <laughs> somewhere just to say I have sounds one. Sounds like something yes. in well, back of the future. That's why I asked the exactly. question about yeah. is how decentralized will this yeah. become yeah. Right. Like so, in our lives? So it, it will become decentralized for, for sure. It's just taking longer than we were than we I think we were expecting. 
right? Gotcha. And there's mm-hmm. there's some hurdles certainly in 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 the way. Yeah, um, aren't there public policy strategies? That yeah, are... absolutely, Audrey. Right. So so um, so we had a microgrid summit in September. So we we kind of took it upon ourselves. Here we are, a technology provider, recognizing all the things that I just described to you about right. the unique aspects of Western Pennsylvania. And we said, how do we get stakeholders to the table and really talk about how we advance this for, for Pennsylvania? Because quite frankly, a bunch of the surrounding states are doing this. New York, New Jersey, Maryland, they're all investing in, in microgrid hap- technology. What's happening? Not a lot's happening in Pennsylvania. So we hosted this microgrid summit. We actually had uh, Dennis Davin, who's the secretary mm-hmm. of the yeah, Department no, of Economic Dennis. Community Dennis. Development, came and gave the keynote uh, speech. Uh, was very inspiring about, particularly about natural gas and how that can play a role. By the way, the biggest source of of generation in microgrids will be natural gas for the for for the for Absolutely. future, right? Absolutely. So that's why it's so important here in this region. Um, but there's regulatory hurdles certainly within within our state. We're a deregulated state. We, um, you know, our our utilities actually don't own generation assets, right? That was Other part of deregulation, do. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which which you would have thought, I guess, that that would have been a benefit to us with deregulation. But it turns out that it's a little bit of an Achilles heel. So part of that is we think that some of the first movers and where we're seeing first movers are in utilities, in fact. In fact, we, we have tomorrow we'll have a customer of ours in Michigan um, coming to uh, to our power systems experience center. We're working on a microgrid project for them right now. They're investing in microgrid. But because our utilities can't, own generation, they can't really invest in microgrid right. right now. That makes sense. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about yeah. this work, where can they there's go so and, and to check talk it out? About I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's so complex and so interesting. It is. And and uh, so you can you can visit our website, okay. certainly, and find out what we're doing in, in the area of microgrid. It's eaton.com backslash microgrids. Pretty simple Perfect. email address. Great. Yeah. Uh, I like straight and uh, forward website. like that. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. Um, we also are part of a, an organization called Microgrid Knowledge that okay. we support, and, and is very a, a very good um, advocacy for the industry for the microgrid industry. Um, so those are two two resources Fantastic. that you can certainly certainly go and look at. Well, John, thanks for stopping by and it talking great. about this. Yeah, it's so and fascinating. So he, we didn't even let him sing a song, but <laughs> <No>. that's okay. <laughs> Next time, I, Next I, th- time. I really don't think you'd want to hear me sing a song. I was telling telling you earlier, I was the. Uh, the high school lead in in, in my my class. Yeah, what play. was the play? It was uh, it was the Sound of Music. Oh, yeah, yeah. My yeah. biggest so many fan, good songs. Yeah, my biggest fan was <laughs> it was actually my mom. Um, at the time. <laughs> she still thinks I did a great job. It usually job. works See? that way. But you really don't want to hear me uh, hear me sing. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll save that for next time. We'll right. And we definitely want you stopping back. This Sounds is some good. Interesting stuff, and we're glad Eaton's taking the lead on this. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank stuff. you so much. Anyhow, another Tech Vibe Radio under the belt. There's more Tech Vibe Radio every single Friday night. This has been Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going on over to pghtech.org. Check us out and have an awesome weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.